Hello, Wealth Seekers. Welcome to another episode of The Wealth Within Us. Today I have with me Shelly Maley, and she is owner and CEO of Dreamcatcher Career Coaching. And I want to let her introduce herself, but we're going to talk about confidence today. And I recently went to one of her women's confidence workshops, which was amazing. And I actually took my daughter with me. So I thought that was super good for her as well. So I welcome you, Shelly. Thank you so much for taking the time to be on with me. Thank you so much, Michelle. I'm really glad to be here. Um, as you stated, I'm the owner of Dreamcatcher Career Coaching. I've been a career coach for nine years, and I recently started my business in April of 2021. And one of my most um, recent passions has become women's confidence. Mm. So I started offering these confidence workshops and you just attended one last week. Thank you for being there. Absolutely. It was wonderful. Thank you. So uh, I've really found through conversations with women that that seems to be uh, an overarching theme that we all seem to struggle with, the imposter syndrome, the self-limiting beliefs, uh, the low self-esteem. So I've decided to make that the cause I'm championing, 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 <laughs> and um I'll continue offering workshops because I think there's a real big need for women to hear the the message that I have to give and provide some tips on how we can improve our self-esteem and self-confidence. Absolutely. And one of the things we had talked about was how confidence actually improves your wealth and not only your wealth, but your health as well. And if you don't mind sharing, I actually really loved your story of sort of how you got here, like where you were and how you got to owning your own career coaching business. Okay. So I actually knew in my heart that I would own my own business someday. Mm -hmm. I knew it from the time I graduated from college. Um, and over the years, you know, the, the dream kind of changed as to what type of business I wanted to own, but. I ended up working in management and then I got into human resources and I, I worked in that field for 10 years. I actually ended up getting very burned out in human resources. And I had a young child at the time. So from the time she was one until the time she was eight, I really missed pretty much everything that um, you get to experience with a young child. My husband did all the uh, drop off and pick up from daycare. I would get home at like 6.30 or 7 o'clock at night. And, um, you know, I was never able to go to any of her class parties. I was yeah. never able to um, attend any school plays. I, I really missed everything for those seven years. And I think um, a lot of people can relate to that as well. Yeah, absolutely. Working, working moms, especially, we can definitely relate. Mm -hmm. uh, so I ended up developing a chronic migraine condition. It was called intractable migraine, which means that it's a migraine that never goes away. <laughs> um, I had that migraine for three never. years. Yeah, I, I was really sick. I lost 30 pounds in a year. Wow. Um, and, you know, I ended up just really unable to continue in that role. Um, so... I ended up taking a medical leave of absence to try to get my health under control. I was seeing a neurologist. I was seeing a chiropractor. I was seeing a therapist because there was a lot of anxiety and depression that came along with being ill and yeah. being burned out. And 
um, and feeling guilty about not being mm -hmm. there to, to be a really good mom for my kid. And I think as women, we all feel so much guilt. And I think that guilt can definitely play on our confidence as well. Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. So um, at the time I was, you know, I really was starting to develop an interest in career coaching as I was thinking about what I wanted to do next. And um, then, you know, when I was out on my leave of absence, I really started doing a lot of really hardcore thinking about what is my next move. Felt really unsure about what to do next. Mm -hmm. So I ended up um, looking into hiring a career coach. And the more I read about them and the more I understood what a career coach does, I realized, wait a minute, <laughs> you have the expertise <laughs> and the experience to become a career coach. And it was very um, exciting for me. Um, I felt like I really figured out my next move. And I, I told my husband, I want to start this business. And he was, he really put the brakes on it. He said, you need to get your health under control first. This yeah, isn't the right sense. time. Yeah. He, he was right. I mean, at the time I didn't like what he was saying, yeah. but he ended up being right. And so we kind of put the brakes on that dream and, um, lo and behold, as I was recuperating and, and then I eventually decided I wasn't able to go back to that human resources position. Mm -hmm. I um, ended up having contact, uh, someone had reached out to me on LinkedIn. She was the director of career development at Lehigh Carbon Community College. And she said, hey, I'll be posting a part-time career coach position on Monday. If you're interested, send me your resume. And it was just complete serendipity that it happened that way because <laughs> that's what I wanted to do next. And here it falls into my lap. Yeah, you put it out to the universe, the universe delivered. Exactly, exactly. So um, I was just so excited and I interviewed for the position and I, I got the job and I worked there as a career coach for eight years. And that last year that I was there, I started the business and decided um, you know, that that was the right time. I was in the right frame of mind. Mm -hmm. And I felt confident because I had some of that actual career coaching experience. Yeah. Under my what a perfect position to just glide right into your own business. Right. Exactly. So uh, I started the business in 2021 and uh, continued to work at LTRIC for another year. And then ultimately I resigned from that position in May of 2022. So I could focus full time on the Dreamcatcher career coaching. So perfect. And now you get to be here with me and all of us. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so in the confidence workshop that you had done, some of the statistics I found, it was like when you said them, I found them shocking. And then after I thought about it, I was like, yeah. <laughs> so can you go over just a few of those statistics, especially the ones that might've shocked you as well? Yeah. Um, the one that's really sticks out in my mind is that 79% of women of, uh, admit to suffering uh, low self-confidence in the workplace. That's, that's the one that really speaks Exactly. It speaks volumes as to yes. what we're experiencing, those feelings that we're having mm -hmm. about our own abilities. And um, so that's the one that really sticks out. <laughs> I think the one that stuck out to me second to that one was 
about women applying for jobs with the qualifications. I forget what it was. You said oh, women, that one. I thought yeah, that, that was really one. good. That, oh, that's another good one. Um, yeah. So 100%, well, 60, 100% of women will not apply to a job if they don't meet every single qualification in that job posting. Whereas men, they will apply if they meet 60% of the qualifications. So that just goes to show that we're, we're just kind of counting ourselves out. Yeah. Not even trying to apply for these positions. So, you know, we really need to stop doing that because it doesn't hold a man back at all. No, no. And, and I, and I find it so true. And I think people can relate to that as well. I remember looking at job postings and even recently for, um, I mean, I'm doing my own thing, but every once in a while, I'll go and look and see what's available for, you know, remote jobs. And I have to say, it, it really struck me when you had said that statistic. Yeah, if I don't even meet just one or two of those qualifications, I won't even apply, which is nuts. <laughs> oh, I've done it. I've absolutely done it. I mean, in you know, in my past, I, I know for sure. Oh, well, I don't have five years of experience in XYZ, so I can't apply. Yeah. And we're just missing out on so many opportunities. Yeah. And the ability to learn and, and grow our own skills. So if it's part of a job of our own skill set, then we can probably take on those skills, you know, like if we're looking for a job already and that's one of the skills and we don't have it, that's Mm -hmm. probably something we could have picked up anyway, pretty easily, I would imagine. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. There's no doubt about it. I mean, a lot of times it can be it might be a particular software that they're asking you to, to know how to navigate. Well, I mean, so many of the different softwares out there are similar. So if you know how to use, um, you know, Salesforce, then you can very easily figure out another software type like yeah, that. Something similar. similar. That. Exactly. Um, but, you know, we don't, we don't think of it that way. We just don't have the confidence and self-assurance that, we should even put our name in the hat. And that's, that's not good. <laughs> no. And it's kind of sad actually. <laughs> yeah, it is very sad. <laughs> so now that we kind of have a little bit, how do we get our confidence? Like, how do we get this confidence? I don't even want to say back. Cause I think sometimes we've never had it. I think in certain areas, we're always real confident in the things that we can do really, really well. Mm-hmm. And I think we're not as confident in the things that we struggle with. But I find we also struggle with confidence amongst or confidence among our peers and like people who are delegating, you know, like higher ups or whatever you want to call them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we do a lot of comparing, Um, you know, I mean, I find myself doing that. I'll see something that another career coach is doing and I think, well, gosh, I'm not doing that yet, (laughs) you know. Um, comparison is truly the thief of the, what did they say? Comparison is the thief of joy, I think is the phrase. I I think you're right. It it, it is. And it's pervasive. And sometimes we can't even stop ourselves. So I think becoming aware that we're even comparing in the first place is probably number one. Stop. Absolutely. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, exactly. We talked about using that, you know, stop sign visual. Uh, When you catch yourself saying those negative things to yourself, picture that stop sign. And then rephrase it, you know, uh, well, I'm not doing that yet. Yes, you know, just that simple that. addition of that little word is so, so powerful. 
Yeah, and, it changes um, the whole meaning. It does. It really does. It shows that uh, you're expressing to yourself, I have the potential to do that. And that's something we don't do often enough. Absolutely. So stop all the negative self-talk would be a big one. Yes, for sure. For sure. Um, you know, we have 60 to 70,000 thoughts a day. And I mean, if even one third of those thoughts are negative, you know, one tenth of those thoughts are negative, what are we doing to ourselves? You know, we're really holding ourselves back and just beating ourselves down into the ground. And we shouldn't be doing that. Yeah. Because then we end up believing them and then believing them then stops our actions to, for example, apply for a job where maybe one or two or three of the qualifications we don't meet. Right. That's so one of the other things that I loved exploring was you had broken it up into age groups. So from like zero to 19, then 19 to, I think it was 40 and then 41 and over. Cause yes. I think to get to the root of your confidence issues, as you shown with this exercise, well, where did they come from in the first place? So right. let's talk a little bit about that. So maybe people watching this can do this for themselves. Cause I think this is a really good way to realize where it's coming from and yes. whether it's even true or not. Absolutely. So we really, throughout our lifetime, um, we have different experiences. Everybody's life is different. Mm -hmm. um, and the purpose of the exercise was I asked each person to record on those three different age categories, something that happened to them in that age frame that affected their self-confidence. And each person was able to, you know, write down on the flip charts and the different categories. And we saw lots of different events that mm -hmm. really affected how they felt about themselves. So, and much of it started in childhood Absolutely. from the time you're like zero to 18 years old. You know, maybe something your parents said to you, maybe you came from um, an abusive or neglectful background. Maybe it was your own parents' contentious divorce. Maybe it was bullying, childhood bullying in school. Um, and then all the way up through our lives, there are things that happen to us. I mean, later in life, it could be, maybe you dropped out of college. Maybe you got a divorce. I mean, all of these things are such a big influence on our confidence levels. And that was the purpose of the exercise to, number one, everyone share what their experiences have been, and then to illustrate that it's an ongoing thing. Yeah. <laughs> it's really an ongoing thing. Um, it starts from the time we're little, and many life events can have that impact on our own confidence. And I think identifying those things, then you can ask yourself, well, who put this thought here? Right. And I think that's important too. Yeah, absolutely. Understanding where it comes from and then um, figuring out, you know, how do I move past that? Um, yeah. I shared my story that in fourth grade, I started struggling with math. And um, so from that point forward, I I embedded in my neural pathways, I am bad at math. I will never be good at math. I can't do math. And that followed me through, you know, all the way through high school into college. Wow. Um, and that was a really self-defeating thought mm. to have. I mean, um, maybe with a little extra help and some tutoring, um, and just that basic confidence, yeah. I could have overcome that fear of math. So that was the story I shared and everyone shared really, um, 
interesting stories yeah. about women. And some were similar, I would say. And when we end up talking about these things, we find out how similar some of our stories are. And I think a big thing to that is not only to recognize who it came from, if it's true, but I think forgiving yourself and forgiving the person or situation that it came from is a big part of sort of that, like, I'm going to let go of this. I forgive myself for whatever it was that happened. And I forgive the person or the thing, the event or whatever that happened. And that I think has tremendous impact moving forward just to let go of things that you've been clearly. And that is, I think the whole point you're talking, going back from zero to 18. So I'm 50. So that could be 30 plus years of hanging on to something that either wasn't mine or I was having some kind of a, a guilt or needed to forgive around either myself or another party involved. Exactly. That's exactly true. And that's, I think that can just be so powerful. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and if it, if it means that you need to do some journaling, maybe you need to write a letter to someone that hurt you that you're never going to yeah. send, but you at least have to get the words out on paper yeah. so that you can move past that. Um, so there are lots of powerful things you can do to help move beyond these uh, self-limiting beliefs that we have. So confidence, I think, can also, you've shown, can it hurt us from a health standpoint too? Yeah, so I'll obviously. talk about that a little bit. I mean, you had your own struggles with health, but I mean, how right. else when we're not confident and we're constantly making ourselves small, I can't imagine how many health impacts that has on our, on us. Right. Absolutely. We talked about the fact that it can cause anxiety, depression, mm -hmm. physical manifestations. Um, sure. You know, part of my migraine issue was um, due to low confidence. Um, you know, I think it's my situation. I was, I was not well, and then I wasn't able to do my job well, which mm -hmm. made me even less healthy. And it was just this big ball and circle that I just couldn't get out of. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it can definitely impact your health in, in physical and mental ways. And it's amazing how we can hide it too, yeah. because someone can look at us and think, oh, they've got it all together or they're so healthy or whatever. But a lot of times I think we hide our confidence inside of us. So yeah. maybe outwardly we're appearing as one way, but mm -hmm. inside it's like, Oh, like, you know <laughs> right? what I mean? You're just feeling all this stuff. And that must be hard too. Cause I know I've been there where you're projecting one thing and then you're feeling the opposite. So all day long, you're like flip-flopping. Oh my gosh. Yes. Yeah. That's <laughs> like for crazy. sure. <laughs> and the things we do to ourselves. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I know. I know. It's crazy. Absolutely crazy. <laughs> and one of the things I wanted to do was by bringing my daughter was my daughter's 21 and I want to try to pre, well, I want to try to help her empower herself to have some tools in her, you know, emotional, mental, physical toolbox that when she comes across these things, well, how is she going to do with us? How is she going to do with it? And I know that there's a big connection between your brain and your hand when you write. And that's why journaling and things like that are so important. And even just writing down these incidents. And then there was another exercise. You gave us some worksheets. So let's go over those, like just a few little tips on how they can 
like some things that you could write out that might help right. you move past or even not only just move past, but even discover. Sometimes it's just a matter of discovering, like, why am yeah. I so not confident with this? Sometimes we do that. I, I'll ask yeah. myself, why am I not confident with that? I know how to do that. But right. it's one right. little thing and it'll trip you right up. That's for sure. Yeah. Um, so some of the things in the workbook were, you know, writing down five of your strengths. And, and maybe you can't think of five, but ask your spouse, ask your, your kids, ask your colleagues. They know what your strengths are. They yes. may know even better than you know, because <laughs> we are so hard on ourselves. We don't yeah. give ourselves credit. <laughs> so that was the one um, exercise that we talked about. I also talked about keeping an accomplishment file. Mm. And that's something that's really powerful. I know um, if you wait till the end of the month or the end of the year to jot down all the things that successful things you you managed or you accomplished this year, it's hard to remember. And then you look yeah. back at the year and you're like, I have nothing to show for it. So I recently started my own accomplishment file That's because idea. I had a couple really good things happen last month. And I'm like, I want to make sure I capture this. So on my days when I'm not feeling so good, yes. I can pull that out and say, oh my gosh you know, you were recognized as this, or you, you know, managed to do that. Um, so that's a really helpful thing too. And, and it's a great thing to have an accomplishment file for sure. Yeah. I think that is great that you can look back on, especially at the end of the year, as like you plan and especially in business for entrepreneurs and business people, or even in a job, it doesn't matter. You know, what are my, what did I accomplish? What are my goals for next year? How am I going to, you know, adjust? What am I going to do different? And it is often hard to remember an entire 12 months. So I think that's a great idea to write it down. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And so, I have, oh, go ahead. so I have maybe a tricky question for you. Okay. Um, I think sometimes maybe as women, we don't appear as confident because I know myself sometimes I equate confidence with arrogance. Okay. Do you find that in your confidence? Because I know you've done a lot of research, how people can mistake confidence for arrogance. Well, I think, you know, there certainly is such a thing as someone being overly confident. I, yes. you know, I, I'm, I've met some people that are overly confident and <laughs> they do come across as arrogant. But if you're owning your accomplishments and you're proud of what you've done and the way you communicate that, that's what helps people not identify you as arrogant versus confident. So, so it's almost like an authenticity. There's like an authenticity factor to it. That's but a great I think as women, we, at least for me, I never want to come across as arrogant or know-it-all. Even with the things that I am confident about. So it's like, we're always just watching ourselves. It's so ridiculous. We so are, like, we are. I know a lot about this thing, but I don't want to come off as being completely arrogant and right. know it all. So how do I now talk about this thing that I know and love in a way that exudes confidence instead of, yeah, I know that. <laughs> yeah, um, we do tend to to feel like, well, if I toot my own horn, they'll think that I'm, you know, mm -hmm. arrogant. Well, that's not true. Um, most men don't have that fear of looking yeah. arrogant when they toot their horn. So why are we different? Why do we do this to ourselves? We need to just own it, be authentic and present it. Yeah. And, and I think you did point out as well that there is a difference when it comes to men and women with confidence. And 
I don't think it's part of anything other than the environments that we've been raised in. Yes. You know what I mean? It's almost like societal that we kind of feel this way. I think it's definitely going away. I know I'm, you know, a Gen X person. So I, I definitely see when I started out after, you know, I graduated college just under 30 years ago until today, mm-hmm. I see the the workplace or even the work environment owning my own business and dealing with people has changed for the better when it comes mm-hmm. to that. Yeah, for sure. Definitely. I've often seen that, um, I forget who said it, but there was this thing that, this quote that said that women will be the one who changed the world. And I think it's because we got to knock some of these men down off their pedestals. (laughs) (laughs) I do. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, confidence. All of them. A lot of them. Yeah. Yeah. Confidence. I mean, there are, there are men that have confidence issues too. Um, You know, I, I just feel more passionate about being out there to help the women because I know it's something I've struggled with throughout my career, you know, and, um, I, I want to help other women overcome some of these self-defeating behaviors and thoughts for sure. So, and I think one thing about women is that we're always wanting to help other women. And I think that alone kind of boosts my confidence a little bit. Knowing that most women out there kind of have your back, you know, even if you're sort of a rival woman, you're like, "Mm, still rooting for you. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I think we've seen that in some of the networking groups that we've gotten Mm -hmm. involved in recently too, here in the Lehigh Valley. Absolutely. Um, Yeah. I I never see like this sense of competition or I'm better than you are or anything. Yeah. 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 It's, um, very supportive. The, the women's networking groups here are very supportive. Yeah. And hopefully where our viewers are there, they can find supportive women networking events as well. And I go to both, I go to both with women only. And then, you know, with the mix and it is, Mm -hmm. there's definitely a different vibe. They're not, one's not better than the other. You definitely just get a bit of a different vibe. Yeah. Oh, I agree. I, I find I'm a lot more comfortable going into an event that is only women, (laughs) um, (laughs) And when I go into an event that is, you know, men and women networking together, it definitely has a different feeling Mm -hmm. and just kind of gets inside your head. Like, well, I don't feel like this um, as engaging or friendly as some of the, the female networking groups. I agree. And I feel, I find most women just want to bring up other women along with them. You know, I've come across so many people, even people I've interviewed here that their focus is on, you know, bringing financial freedom to women and just really helping other women bring them up. And I don't even think it's a sexist thing, to be honest. I think Mm -hmm. it's much more easier to identify myself in other women. It's hard to identify myself in men. So it's easier for me to identify myself in another woman and what if I've gone through the same struggle that they have gone through. Yes, that's true for sure. Yeah. So it is so interesting. All right. Mm-hmm. Well, we got a little bit off topic there, but that's okay. <laughs> so when is, I want to know where people can find you and when your next event is so that they can register. And right now it's local, but I know we have a lo- lot of local people watching. So let's get your information so we can get you out there and get much 
so many more women confident in their everyday lives and work, business and play and everywhere else. Okay. And everyone can find me at uh, www.dreamcatchercareercoaching.com, dreamcatchercareercoaching at gmail.com. And phone number is 610-663-0585. And the important thing to talk about um, before we close things out yeah. is as, as a career coach, yeah, <laughs> as a career coach, I mean, I'm able to, I run a virtual career coaching business. Mm -hmm. And so it doesn't really matter where you're located. If you're in Ohio or California, I've had clients as far away as California. So, um, you know, with, with technology, the way it is, I'm able to meet with yeah, clients virtually, and it's very easy and convenient. So, um, just keep that in mind if you're interested in in any assistance with job search, LinkedIn optimization, resume updates, um, career exploration, anything re relating to the world of work. Um, yes. I'm happy to to speak with people. And especially if you're thinking about changing careers, no matter what stage of life you're in, if you're thinking about changing careers, Shelly, you are the person to go to. Yes, I have navigated through five different careers in three different industries. Um, yes. And I, I always just instinctively knew how to do it. So I really feel like this is what I need to be doing. And, and I'm able to help other people with career transitions, job pivots, and things like that. Perfect. Well, don't get nervous because I'm going to put all of that information in the description. So it's easy for <laughs> everybody to find. So whether you're local or you're well across the country, it doesn't matter. Shelly is here to help you with your career transitions and your confidence. Well, I hope to have you back again sometime soon. I really appreciate you taking the time to come on and talk with me because I think women's confidence is a, is a really big issue. It is. It is for sure. And I really appreciate that I was able to be on with you today and, and talk about this topic. Absolutely. Well, I thank everybody for watching. Stay tuned for the next episode. And don't forget to check out the description and my website at thewealthwithin.us for all the episodes and all the information from our guests. See you next time.